Emerging stronger. I love the theme and I love the what uh, Justin and the whole crew is doing with this conference. This is time for us as the church, both the physical church and the body to be stepping out into filling a gap right now of leadership that's happening in this whole world. And as we do that in leading the people that we're responsible for, the word unprecedented has been thrown out, I think, too much. But this also does feel different than anything else that we've ever done. And I just want to share this one thing with you is that Everybody is watching us right now as leaders. They're seeing how we react, what we think, the the words that we use, the language that we use. And here's what I believe is going to happen is our organizations through this are either going to emerge stronger or they're going to go backwards and they're going to emerge from this weaker. Our influence is going to grow or influence is going to shrink. There is no status quo as we go through adversity. Uh, Just in my own life, I've been through companies that have failed. I've been through huge market economies. Eight years ago, I had an accident that put me in the hospital for two years. I had 23 surgeries. I was in ICU for five weeks. And then I was at Craig Hospital that's here in Denver for 20 months and went through 23 surgeries, like I mentioned, I should not be here, except that God showed up at my accident as I was laying on the ground. I was on a horse that bolted and took off and threw me into a steel metal fence. I woke up on the ground into more pain than I could ever even describe to you. And as I was laying there trying to get away from this pain, this panic and fear was absolutely welling up inside of me. And then all of a sudden I was in God's presence. He was standing next to me. And it was the most profound and unconditional and personal love that I've ever felt in my entire life. I remember thinking my first thought that went through my mind is, you know, I'm not worthy of somebody loving me like this. And then I felt this peace washing over me and it took away all the pain and the panic and the fear that was in completely away. You know, they talk about the peace that passes all understanding and that is exactly what I felt. I'll never forget. Then I heard God speak to me. It was this voice that came from everywhere and nowhere. And it wasn't to my ears. It was like this consciousness flowing through me. And what God said was, all things work together for good for those that love the Lord. And he said, John, I'm going to heal you and use this for my glory. And they said, the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And I knew as soon as he said that, my left eye was permanently blind. See, when I've been thrown into that fence, I literally crushed uh, this entire side of my skull. I broke every bone in my head except for my jaw and my right cheekbone. I broke my neck. I shattered my shoulder. The next bar down crushed my rib cage. I broke four ribs and punctured my left lung. The brain damage was severe. So that I'm here today, uh, maybe it's just to help you with this message. And I love that. But, you know, looking back on that, what I realized was is I'd been given a second chance. What did my life meant up to that point? What did it mean that God was going to heal me and use me for his glory? So what we're talking about today is about emerging stronger. 
And I think what it means is this has been a journey that I've been on that I wanted to share with you. As I was recovering and I physically and cognitively could not do what I had done in the past, I knew that everything had changed. Everything was different. In the past, I'd been a business owner and an entrepreneur, and I'd worked 60, 70, 80 hours a week. I'd struggled through burnout. I had struggled through depression. I struggled through waking up on Monday morning physically ill because of the work that was ahead of me. Like I had to run a marathon, and I couldn't even think about getting through Friday. I had to just focus on getting through the day and then getting through Tuesday. And here's what I realized I'll never forget as I was recovering and trying to figure out what to do and how to do it to lead the people that God had put around me in this world. I remember asking myself this question, I got to figure out how I'm wired so then I can really figure out what to do and how to do it next. And a friend of mine said, what if you asked yourself that question differently? This is what I want to share with you is how did God wire you and what did he why are you for? Because here's what I believe, is when we become the person that we were created to be, when we connect to our core values that God sowed into us, our passions, we understand our strengths, our spiritual gifts, we look at all the skills that we've learned throughout our life, whether it's in finance or sales or uh, counseling, whatever it happens to be, where all those come together is a place of convergence. And as I sought to understand that, not from my understanding, my perspective, but from God's perspective, all of a sudden, how I needed to show up in the world started to be very clear. I started to become very active and very present and I just want to remind everybody out there watching this as a leader of a church, of an organization, that who you are right now and how you're showing up in the world and how you're working with people is going to be what people remember 6 and 12 and 24 months. I'll guarantee you, because I know you guys are amazing, there's people that already come up to you and say, man, how are you getting through this with such calm, with such peace, with such presence? And you know what? I'll just be honest with you, especially during this last four or five months, there's been times where, man, I'm just tired. So many people reaching out. They want help. They don't know how to deal with the uncertainty and the ambiguity of what's going on. And you've been called to step into that gap and lead your team. So I want to share with you a framework that I think might be really helpful to you. Because I think right now is one of the biggest opportunities. I think I feel like God is moving big time. I've felt like this since my accident happened eight years ago, that there is something big happening. There's a reason that every single one of us is here right now in this season. I have no doubt in my mind. This has been my prayer. My prayer shifted as I recovered from this accident, from under trying to understand what God's will for my life was. And this was as I was reading... Exodus, and I was reading about Moses, and, and, and God comes down to tap Moses on the shoulder and said, hey, come on, I got a job for you. And what was his first reaction? Not me. I'm not worthy. I'm not ready. I can't communicate well. I think is what God showed me was his will in that moment was to free a nation. This was much bigger than God's will for Moses, right? He was inviting Moses to partner with him 
in what he's doing in the world. And that then became my prayer is God reveal to me what you're doing in the world and then show me what I need to do to step into that gap and join you. And just like Moses, I think a lot of us, if we've been called to lead and grow and emerge from this and connect with people uh, as things change and transition, there can definitely be a crisis of faith like, what do I do? How do I do this? And I think having people around us, a community, is incredibly important. So let me share with you this framework. I think as leaders right now, casting the vision is more important now than ever for your team, for your staff, for your church, for your organization. What it means, why are we here? What problem are we solving for people? What are we bringing into their life? Why do we exist? The second thing is, think about all the people on your staff, the people around you, the people that you lead. We have to serve them. And servant leadership often is just saying, hey, go do what you want to do. It's kind of loosely defined, and here's how I think about it. And that is to help people succeed in their role that you've given them. And that might be something else you need to think about. Are people in the right role? with their passions, their values, their strengths, their gifting, okay? That might be a whole nother conversation. I'd be happy to talk to you about that. Now, to help them succeed, we have to do a couple things. The first one is we have to teach them. We have to give them knowledge. We, have to, we might have to show them how to do things, do things differently. We're changing. And it's okay to say, listen, I don't have the answer, but let's find out what that is. Then we have to train them. We have to take that knowledge and turn that into experience. And then we also have to make sure they're equipped, that they have the tools to do their job. Because once you teach, train, and equip someone, now you have the ability to delegate. A lot of people don't understand how to delegate well. I did not when I was first in a leadership role. I would just tell people, to, hey, go get it done. And people can't meet loose expectations. It can be incredibly frustrating. I don't know what success looks like. I don't know where I stand with you. So I think when you have, when you give people the knowledge, the experience, and the tools, and say, listen, I want you to go try that. And guess what? It's okay if you totally mess up and you fail because take failure out of our vernacular. Be very careful about the words that you use because. If I don't do well, guess what? I want to focus on two things. A, what did I do well in that, that project, that plan, that marketing, the, whatever it happens to be, that outreach? And what did I learn from that so that next time I can do better? So we're going to teach, train, equip. That allows us to delegate so then we can empower our people. And then something that was hard for me, as an engineer and military guy and kind of a control guy was then to let go and trust people to go do their best. Because then the final purpose of leadership in this environment then is to evaluate how well you're casting vision, serving your people, teaching, training, equipping, empowering, and letting go. And then it starts over again. So I just want to say that as something to just encourage you. 
And I also want to share right now that there are some things right now that are changing incredibly rapidly. I think a lot of the stress and anxiety that we are feeling right now is coming from the amount of change. And I want to share with you something. That model of V-Steel was given to me by my men, mentor and friend, Ford Taylor, through transformational leadership. And I want to share with you something um, from all the teaching and training that we do for leadership teams around the world, Fortune 100 companies, the Air Force, the Army. Because what's happening right now is the pace of change has accelerated dramatically. And the organizations, the churches, the groups, the teams that are going to be here and having an impact and making a difference six and 12 and 18 and 24 months from now are the ones that absolutely can adapt to change. So that that framework I gave you, V-Steel, vision, serve, teach, train, equip, empower, let go and evaluate. V-Steel, that is a framework. That's going to give you a good foundation, but I also want you to think about this as far as managing change. And I want to talk to you about this. This is about the four levels of change, okay? So, but here's the four levels of change. The first one is we talked about the knowledge, right? And knowledge is easy to change. And, and it's changed to our thoughts. It's, it's tied to how we're thinking. We can give people new knowledge about how to do things. The second level is our attitudes toward people, toward the environment, toward coronavirus, toward these massive changes. You know, we went from being able to meet in person to everything virtual and then a little bit in person and then that pull, was pulled away. And I want you to remember that attitudes are tied to our feelings. So this starts to make it a little more difficult to change. Some of these can be emotionally charged and we need to talk about our attitudes toward things as a team. Because then our attitudes then allow us to change our behaviors. And remember, these are difficult to change. These are tied to our actions. And the action repeated over time becomes a habit. And our brain loves to create habits in what we do because it does. It wants to be efficient. So think about the last time you drove somewhere. You drove to the grocery store. You might not even remember driving because you've done it so many times. Your brain Puts that on autopilot so you can think about the day ahead, the meeting that you have coming, scanning for threats, you know, a, a dog running in the road, somebody cutting you off. And what we're doing is actually talking about and developing some leadership habits on our team. And then once we do that, and this is the hardest thing to change, is to change our culture, to change our relationships, to change how our organization functions. And I want you to think about this, that there's, when we have in leadership, there's multiple ways, it's three-dimensional, the ways that we lead. I want you to think about this. We can lead up, right? We lead people on our board. We lead our boss. If you're watching this and you're part of the staff, you have a ability to have a positive influence on the people that you work with. You also have an ability to have a positive influence on those that you work alongside. You also have an ability to have a positive influence on those that you're serving. So leadership is this three-dimensional opportunity, and we want to be transformational leaders. And what that, what a transformational leader is from a kingdom perspective is making having permanent change in people's lives. I want to share an interesting concept with you. Think about this. Here's the good news. We're looking at our culture right now. We're looking at the world 
that we serve. And we're seeing a lot of things go on. And to make a positive impact, a kingdom impact, it only takes us to get to affect in a positive way, a transformational way, three to 5% of the population, three to 5% of the people in your church who are like all in, fired up, want to make a difference in the world, can influence the entire church to now just absolutely be on fire, to change a community, to change a city, to change a policy, to change a nation, I believe, right? We are called to disciple nations. How does one person do that? Well, you do that in partnership with the Father, and you do it with like-minded people. Now, here's the bad news, though. It only takes 3 to 5% of people to hold your culture hostage. Could be at your church, your organization, your nonprofit, whatever it happens to be. And I want to share something with you, what you tolerate in the behavior, the attitudes, the habits, and the mindsets of your people is what you're teaching. You're teaching them that that's okay. So I want to wrap up and give you some strategies on how to handle this change. And these don't come in any particular order. Okay, so I want you to think about as you're watching this, write down maybe the one or two that really stand out to you that you can take some action on. Because change is happening rapidly. So use V-Steel as a foundation. But let's think about this. As things are changing, has anybody felt awkward, ill at ease, self-conscious in this new environment, doing things virtually? I mean, I'd love to be with everybody here in person. We're not in person. I'm talking alone in my office to a video camera. I would much rather be with all of you in a group and talk and have relationships. So here's what we have to do. We have to know what to expect. And think about this with your people. And also expect the unexpected. It's okay to have ambiguity. It's okay to have uncertainty. Sometimes that is a place of some really powerful awareness and change. Number two, you feel alone. Have you ever felt alone out there as you're sitting in your office trying to lead a team on Zoom, you don't know who to turn to. I think it's really important right now that we structure activities that create involvement with our team. And right now in this environment, it takes a lot more intentionality than it has in the past. So number three, we're going to be faced with behaviors that we're going to have to give up. Some of those habits that we have are going to have to change. For me, one of the, you know, the habits was really honestly self-sufficiency. In this environment, I had to reach out and learn to be a lot more vulnerable with people about how I was feeling, how I was handling leadership situations and challenges. And what I think is important for us to do is really to identify some of those things that we have that we need to give up. So number four, you might be concerned you don't have enough resources. So here's what I want you to do is with your team, you sit down and get creative. We serve the God has, you know, he's cattle on a thousand hills. We serve a God who has unlimited resources. So I honestly, my belief is when we get into that mindset that of scarcity, that we just need to tuck in closer to what the Lord has. We need to think not, you know, well outside the box. Number five, your people can only handle so much change at once. 
For myself, I personally, I like change. I like things dynamic. I love to tackle new problems. I've had people on my team before, they do not like change. And that does not make it right or wrong, by the way. But I do have to realize that the change that I'm implementing has to be as much as the people on my team can handle, or they have to really understand, you know, maybe why we're doing it, the priorities. Okay, so let's set the priorities. Let's tackle the change that might be the most difficult and go for the long run. That ties back to casting that vision, and that is so important, right? Casting that vision, having a purpose, having a mission, then we can set our objectives or our goals, the strategies to get to those goals, and then our what is our action plan as a team and how do we move into that, okay? Number six, people are at very different levels of readiness for the change that's happening <laughs> and going to continue to happen, okay? My recommendation is go for those tough areas first, the hard ones, and give yourself the time to enjoy some of the victories along the way, okay? Number seven, here's what happens and I'm seeing this right now, especially as we've everybody made this transition to teleworking and remote working, and then um, we changed some of our behaviors. And what I'm seeing is all of a sudden some of the stresses as we've started to adapt, people want to go back to some of the old behaviors uh, or the stresses rising even more. And I think it's really important to find a bumper buddy or a wingman, somebody to talk to about those things that are maybe pulling you back to bad habits, those attitudes, beliefs, and habits that you're trying to change so that you can keep making progress. Number eight, I wanna share this with you. Change can be fun. And I'm sharing with you, uh, there's some things that I've gone past. Uh, this is from a, a two hour workshop to go through all of these, but I, I'm just telling you at the high level, you can grab one of these and you can work on it. And I just wanna let you know, change can be fun, okay? so. With that said, here's what I want to leave with you. Right now, your folks are looking at you. And there's never been a better time than right now to reach out, to be that encourager, to tap into your relationship with the Father, with Christ. Listen to what the Holy Spirit's speaking to you. My prayer for every single one of you is that God is going to reveal His will that's happening in your world and show you what you need to do to adapt, that next small step that you need to take forward and able to join God in what he is doing right now. So did it ever occur to you that nothing occurs to God? So even though we might not understand everything that's happening in the world right now, this is perfectly and completely in alignment with what God has already ordained and prepared and already knows about. And for me, that gives me just an incredible amount of peace. So I really hope that was helpful. If I can be useful to you or your team in any way, please reach out. I'd love to talk to you. John Ramstead. Uh, you can reach me and connect with me at eternalleadership.com. Uh, and our coaching and consulting website. That's our podcast. I'd love to have you join our podcast and our coaching and consulting site. Love to connect you with any resources at all that we have is at beyondinfluence.com. So I hope you guys have a blessed day and I want you to just go forward with confidence 
knowing that you're in partnership with the Father. And I really hope that gives you just incredible energy and peace and excitement about tomorrow, regardless of the external circumstances. Okay, with that, you guys are awesome. Keep knocking them alive out there. See ya.